Hello, welcome to the second ever episode of the MLES podcast um, with me, Luke Flanagan, and Tom Billis is here. He's co-host. Hello, Tom. Hey, Luke. How's it going? Good, man. Um, so, just I know we did quite a feature-length one for the first one last week, which we both spoke at length of various different things to do with MLS. Uh, I think today we are just going to discuss the previous four games in all the quarterfinals. Um, well, I suppose it's the semi-finals that it was of the each of the uh, the respective conferences, and then preview the uh, the the finals of the conference playoffs until we get to the the ultimate final, I guess. So we've got four games to talk about, um, and we'll do them in the order that they appeared in. So um, I'm sure Tom's got uh, everything he needs to say uh, already. We said before we'd start with Orlando, New England. Um, how did you find this one? Did, did you, we did ex, we expected New England to win, didn't we? But uh, it wasn't as simple as all that, was it? Uh, no, not particularly. Although um, New England took a, a, a two 0 lead by the midpoint of the, the first half, so mm, yeah. um, you know, just looking at the the box score, if you like, it seems like it was plain sailing. Uh, it was a red card in the 60th minute for well, Orlando, was, and obviously it was a it was a bad one. Obviously, 30 minutes. Uh, to go in the game 2-1 down, losing mm. a man's not ideal. <laughs> no. Um, I, I was interested to see uh, Carl's Gill is playing for the Revs. Um, yes. Was, didn't he have a very short, not particularly uh, successful spell with Aston Villa he when did. they got relegated? Um, he did. Carlos Hill. I, I had missed, yeah, uh, sorry, the, my hispanized accent is, is pretty terrible <laughs> mine's um, mine's not much better so i'll let you but, with uh, that. but yeah he he got a penalty and then contributed an assist for the third goal um and uh i i just something i really enjoy about the mls and i'll try not to take too much of a tangent here is um being a supporter who came from england spotting people whose names you recognize on rosters is one of my sort of low-key favorite things to do when i go to watch the rapids play yeah. so you know it, it's always nice to see players rock up in other places um mm. and so uh, you know i was a little surprised but i think we can all agree orlando were a little lucky to get here given the absolute shambles of a penalty shootout yeah uh, that yeah. they participated it in it should have been nyc really i guess but, well i don't know about, i mean i'm not I'm not sure i can pass judgment out in that way but i think that it, was a bit of a shambles and had it it could have gone anywhere yes <laughs> so yeah it was the, the it was a bit to the lottery shall we say it, that they got yeah, there in the it, first place it absolutely was um obviously hill scored the first penalty and then uh, they went 2-0 up because in the second half it became a little bit more of a battle because yeah. they they equal they pulled one back didn't they um orlando c and they looked yeah. like they were going to kind of push for an equalizer until that ridiculous challenge for that red card yeah, I mean, it's it was a bad one. I one. mean, the the audacity of some of those players to kind of the way that they got in the ref's face, there was three or four of them just absolutely incessant with rage. That you'd reminded me of the old Barcelona under Pep, and um, they all surrounding the uh, referee and trying to referee the game for him. But oh, it it's was... interesting that your brain went to Barcelona because mine went to Manchester United. But whatever, <laughs> yeah, you always, always would. But I mean, come on, man! Like Barcelona, seriously. It's got to be. It's either or them I mean, or uh, Real Madrid with uh, Ramos in the middle, just trying to referee the game as he always does. Um, but they they tried that and failed because it was a bad challenge. Uh, but they actually uh, got a penalty and could have could have equalised with ten men. 
Nani, um, Nani, Nani missed, missed the it. pen. It was a good save, in fairness. I don't think it was a particularly awfully taken penalty. No, um, but um, obviously great, great goalkeeping from Turner yeah. in, in the New England net. Yeah, um, it's good, good save. I was impressed yeah. with that. And then um, obviously three one with four or five minutes to go. Um, yeah, and so that pretty much puts puts a nail in the coffin there, doesn't it? So, pretty uh, much. So obviously, uh, New England go on to the to the final. Um, conference final? Conference right. final, yeah. So the Eastern Conference final. And they'll play <clears throat> Columbus, who got past yeah, so Nashville 2-0. This was an interesting game. Um, this went, uh, went, went to, to extra, extra time. time. Yeah, and, and actually with the, the stuff that I saw, it was really unlucky of Nashville not to win in normal time. I think they had most of the, the play, certainly the better of the chances. Um, and didn't they squeeze through the previous round on extra time also? So they did. It they, was like 1-0, I think they scored with yeah. like a minute to go of, of, of uh, extra time. So they, yeah, they, but they reckoned without uh, Zardes. Um, formerly of, was he, he was at Galaxy. He was at Galaxy, at yeah. I'm yeah. pleased to see he's doing well. I always liked watching yeah. him for the men's national team. He got mm. a goal and an assist. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you brought him up because I think he was the he was the difference ultimately. Um, great, oh, run, yeah. great run down the uh, down the left and the, the ball in for the first goal and then cool finish. I mean, he can do that. I know one of the criticisms of, of Zardes is he doesn't replicate his form for the national team like that. So maybe this is. You know, they're giving him the confidence then in the off season to to train hard and if he is still at. Columbus crew next year, maybe make a push for for a starting spot in in men's national team and and really take it, make that place yeah, his own. I guess. Um, but there was a new roster announced a few weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it. Um, November for oh no, the, not the November camp. They they announced a, a largely MLS heavy uh, roster. I'm just yeah. trying to pull it pull it up because it. It's pretty traditional for the the roster this time of year to be more uh, you from uh, MLS based players. Yeah, although there are some from from elsewhere. So I just pulled that up. I was hoping, wanting to see if he made the uh, made the lineup. Uh, the rapper's got three players in. Nice, which was pretty great. Uh, I don't see his name on the roster, which is a shame because I, I really think that Zardes has a, a lot about his game. He he's, he's very fast. He can definitely finish. I think it's just the consistency era with yeah. it. But I was I was rated him at LA Galaxy when he was there. That was when I when I did watch previously, and he was uh, yeah. That's where he was attached to. But obviously he's at Columbus now. But um, we'll see how them two get on the Columbus versus the Revs in the uh, conference Eastern final. Yeah, that should be an interesting, uh, interesting sh- game, and it's two classic MLS teams. So when, when I think about MLS, yeah, it's like original squad. founding teams, kind of. Yeah, Revs yeah. and Revs and uh, Revs and the Crew, both also both pretty great names. And uh, I've been to the Revs Stadium, which is also the uh, Boo Patriots Stadium, Boo, boo. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it's quite it's quite an impressive stadium. So. I was I was uh, saying Boo words. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have to talk about Seattle grinding out a one 0 win against Dallas, or can we just? Uh, well, I suppose you'll want to talk about. It. I would do want to kind of want to talk about that. I will admit that uh, I think they were lucky to get by. Um, it was. I mean, Ladero is the difference, right? He's so good. Pretty much, he kind of pulls all the strings. I mean, there's right, a couple. He... There's a couple of other good players in there. I mean, it oh, wasn't, of course, of course, it yeah, wasn't. I'm him. not meaning to diminish anyone else. I, I like Jordan Morris. Um, yeah, yeah. Roldan will definitely kick a few people. Um, <laughs> well, there's two of them as well. There's two Roldans and both kick pretty heftily. Um, are they related? 
I think they are, you know. I think it's Christian and Alex. Uh, I think they are related. But um, Just forming a tandem on the right, kicking everybody. That's it. Well, he, he used to kind of be used as a deep-lighting midfielder, Roldan, I remember, like yeah. some years ago. But they've kind of shifted him out to the right, and he's an awful lot better now, I actually rate him. Rate his game. Yeah, well, he's kind of playing in that defensive right-sided midfield. He tracks back and, and doubles over, kind of. Um, but, I mean, it's Ladero's corner kick, again, that, that saw Shane McNeil, uh, Shane O'Neill, should I say, uh, head the only goal of the game. So, you are kind of right with, the, you know, Ladero at the centre of everything. Rui Diaz Shane, wasn't, wasn't particularly... Shane O'Neill used to play for the Rapids. Right, I think going completely nuts. Well, that goal was his first goal in six years. So what oh, what gonna, time to score? Gonna have it. to take a gonna have to take a brief uh, journey into Wikipedia real quick. Of course, um, this is what the internet is great for. Um, Absolutely is. Um, but the, Dallas should have equalised, man. They had uh, a really nice bit of play that saw the shot come back off the bo- off the uh, off the post, and then I think it was Yema who, who um, blocked the resulting effort, which was goal bound as well. So yeah. Seattle was kind of holding on at at, at one point, um, riding, riding the luck. But that's what sometimes that's you have to do usually, with a one nil. Yeah, it's usually what they end up doing. They're, they're so experienced under Schmetzer, aren't they? That they can kind of save it for the big games and and grind them one nilers out. Well, this is well won territory for the Sounders, isn't it? So uh, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, the proverbial they know what to do there. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much situation. Um, they get it done. Shane O'Neill did used to play for the Rapids. He was a Rapid youth team product. Mm. And then I remember being really excited about him because this was about when I started following the Rapids. And he got 52 appearances between 12 and 2012-15. And then weirdly, really weirdly, got sent to Cyprus for a few years. Was it, Nicos- um, was it Nicosia he went to? No, Apollon, Apollon Limassol. Cypriot listeners. I'm sure we'll have loads of them. Um but yeah, they uh, they're often in the Europa League. Um, yeah. So, so it's a it's a fairly left field shout there. Yeah, but, I mean, um, to go from the Rapids to Cyprus, and then he kind of he was at Cambridge for two games, and uh, Breda in uh, the Netherlands, both on loan from that Cypriot team. Yeah. Then to Excelsior, back to Orlando City, and now now landed at the Sounders. First goal for the club. What a time to score yeah, it! Said, first goal <laughs> in six years. Um, and obviously, we did exp- everything we predicted last week did come true, apart from this one game, because we said that Sporting would have too much from Minnesota, and that really wasn't the case. Because well, yeah, and we were very, very wrong. <laughs> the Minnesota goalkeeper had the game of his life. Never one, seen. those three, three oh. goals in the first half, twenty-seven yeah. minutes, thirty-five minutes, thirty-nine minutes. Talk about a blizzard of punches. Uh, it was very, now. very enjoyable to watch. I will admit that. Yeah. I've, I've never really kind of got on with Sporting Kansas City. I've always. I find the coach a little bit kind of brusque and quite arrogant. Um, having interviewed him a couple of weeks ago before the semi-final, uh, he dismissed my question fairly quickly. He did a, he did a little bit. Is he uh, on your list now? <laughs> he's, he's not necessarily on my list, but you know, when when I get the, the the stats from the actual MLS website, I know it's going to be right, and they're not going to be inaccurate. He was kind of claiming that my stats were out because I, I basically I asked him. Are you are you kind of grateful the amount of you know players that are across the pitch all chipping in with four or five goals because there's quite a lot of lot of players on four or five goals. There's no kind of out and out leader like ten goals plus this season. He kind of dismissed it saying the stats were off, but they really weren't. Um, I don't know if it rattled him slightly, but he he said he understood my point and he basically put it down to injuries with the start. And I understand that completely, but 
if you're a side that finishes top of that conference, um, the one thing that, that you'd want to make sure you had was, you know, to go into the, the playoffs and try and win it was, was an out-and-out goal scorer and they really couldn't score, could they? They have Johnny Russell, who's not a striker, he's, he's a forward, but plays more kind yeah, of, sort of a as a ten or a, or, a, or a winger. I've seen him play through the centre a, a couple of times, but he's more sort of out on the right or the left. He was very good, but he just, yeah, he was kind of pulling strings that first 15 minutes. They just couldn't score well, because the, the keeper was in the form of his life. Now and then Minnesota's uh, designated player, Emmanuel Reynoso. Mm, he was Again, good. Again, apologies if that's it was, almost yeah. certainly wrong. But he got he got a hat-trick of assists. Which, does that does that have a name, a hat-trick of assists? I don't, I don't know if there's a specific term for it. I, I need to go read uh, Tom Williams' book, Do You Speak Football, which has a bunch of football idioms in it. It's really good. We shall, we shall I got look about halfway that. through it. But, I mean, um, for all of uh, for all of Sporting's early pressure, Minnesota are absolutely knocked the wind out of the sails. And, and after well, that... Yeah, three, three goals in quick succession. They just, not, they just couldn't, recover, couldn't recover. Um, one of the things was that it's the first player in MLS history, because his nickname's Babelo, isn't it, Reynoso? First player in MLS history to record multiple three-assist playoff games. He's done it in consecutive matches against the Rapids. Um, and he's also assisted on 10 of the last 12 goals. So he's absolutely crucial to them. Yeah, I mean, and when they play just... Seattle, I'm sure that he'll get kicked all over the park. <laughs> yes, I can imagine that, that he will be in for a bit of a ro- kicking rotation. It'll um, be a roll but... down and it'll be a, a Joao... <laughs> Um, well, it'll be a one at a time. Everybody lining up to have a game. I pretty much think. I think Yermal will probably give a work. penalty away just by absolutely. Otolo is usually one where it's like it just absolutely cannons into somebody, whether it's in the area <laughs> or not. He doesn't really care. So obviously, those are, that's the uh, roundup that we had. So we had the. Uh, we now have the Columbus Crew versus the New England Revs, and then we have Seattle Sounders versus the Minnesota. Uh, well, Minnesota United, uh, one of the only kind of English style names. Uh, in MLS, isn't it really Minnesota United? Uh, kind of all, um, Orlando City come under that as well. I guess DC United, DC United. That a lot of them um, kind of have a, a nickname that go with it as well. The vast majority of clubs, uh, I suppose, it's a little bit more Western, but um, yeah, the the Minnesota Minnesota seem to be. The, I think they could be the surprise package. You know, I could see I can see them upsetting Seattle. Um, they certainly look pretty lively. Um, it looks. Handy. I think it's. <laughs> well, you could definitely say that too, I suppose. Yeah, I, I always the Sounders just have so much experience at this level, and Minnesota. This is. Am I wrong in thinking this is their first playoff run, or is this their second? Yeah, I don't. I don't I think. Forget. I don't think they got to the playoffs last year. Obviously, it's their second full season, isn't it? They they had quite a good run in that MLS's back tournament. They did. They did. But that they, was a. Um... It was a very bizarre tournament. That because a lot of teams who weren't particularly <laughs> strong did very well. Um, um, yeah, uh, we were subject to some absolutely fascinating uh, VAR falls in one of our games. Fascinating, yeah. I mean, you, that word "fascinating" is doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You could replace it with perhaps baffling, confusing, um, in overly enthusiastic. Perhaps all of these words would fit here. Um, yeah, and so the, the Sounders have got got the experience. Minnesota, I think. Perhaps more the kind of freshman enthusiasm. Mm. Um, I'd really like to see Minnesota uh, take this one. Um, Seattle bias notwithstanding. I, know, I mean, uh, I mean, anti-Seattle I mean, bias, Seattle, I guess. Seattle are my team, obviously. But, I mean, 
I wouldn't be upset if you then went out at this stage because I mean they've got quite far into the competition. They haven't played brilliantly this season. They've they've been up there there or thereabouts at the top of the league. But aside from when they won, I think it was seven one against San Jose back in September, they haven't really set the world alight. And I think the problem is the amount of games that they've had in short, quick succession because of the shutdown and then the reopening, you know. I think it's yeah. the same for all teams. I don't think you, you, you're going to necessarily have got sparkling form across the, the side. And that's why you've maybe got, you know, a team like Sporting Kansas City who came the top of, of Western Conference and they don't really have an out-and-out striker. They've got people who score from all over the place, but never more than six or seven goals. Yeah, so it's, it's, been in a few it's, here much, and it's much more even than, than maybe it, it would normally be, I guess. I don't know, but they, I, I kind of see MLS as, as a league that's different every year as to who's going to be challenging at the top, even though you might see well, some of the same teams in the playoffs each year. They, they kind of change depending on the recruitment. Well, the, the format was expanded for this year, so there were more teams in. Mm. So by letting more teams in, you're just more likely to get more of the same teams. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that and we talked about this last week, but MLS is so great because the draft equalizes things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the teams, because of their roster construction, you know, with the designated players and the international spots and so forth, yep. those are equalizers yep. rather than in the say in the Premier League where you get you know four or five clubs buying all the best talent, and then in other leagues in Europe you've got two or three clubs, or in Germany just just one club. <laughs> yeah, it's just just one club. Yeah. Um, where you you see those the talent kind of drifting towards the top or being dragged towards the top. Mm-hmm. I think MLS it it's much more evenly distributed, which means that anyone can be anyone. Um, and sometimes it's very strange how that happens. So I think I'm going to go Minnesota mm-hmm. um, to beat Seattle, even though uh, Seattle have all the uh, experience there. I think uh, I'm not so sure how to call the crew and and. The revolution, no, I was to going to ask you about that, you. but it's, it's a tough one, that isn't it? I would, I think, I would slightly go the Revs. I think when you've got somebody like Carlos Hill as that number 10, I think he's going to be the, the string puller, if you like, because I know that Zardes, you know, did well against um, against Nashville, but it took until you know what extra time, and you want it to be you know dominating from the, from the word go, and they're not at neutral venues, are they? No, um, and, but and uh, it's, uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with spectators. I don't though. think Columbus <laughs> has had spectators. There were some teams with spectators. Um, yes, but we had some here for a brief time. Um, I, do, but I don't I, think Seattle had any either, because you can tell the difference from the, just the noise, obviously, that when you had fa- fans for Orlando and, and Sporting Kansas City, but I don't think any of them... It'll be at Seattle, the Minnesota Seattle game, and it'll be at Columbus, the Revs and the and the Crew game. So I'm not sure how much of a difference that will make. One thing I will say is I think when when there are fans there, the home team often has the ball more, and I think the Revs will, will quite will quite happily play on the counter. Um, and I think the same will be said for Minnesota. I think they'll be quite dangerous. So I think Seattle yeah, play I think better. They'll be looking to definitely bring Seattle think, them and I think uh, Seattle counter. play better when they counter. Some of the counter attacking football the Sounders can play is, is unbelievable, but I think they struggle to break teams down when they have most of the ball. Um, I don't know if that's fair or you, that's something you necessarily agree with, but I certainly that's what I kind of feel from watching them the back end of this season. Yeah, I, I think I would agree. Um, 
I, I think that both teams would prefer to kind of do that that mm. countering, and and that seems to be because they're both based around, you know, a very, very smart, ball playing number ten who's mm. got a great great vision, and likes to pull those strings and release players off of them. It's so, uh, it's going to be the um, Lodero versus Babelo derby. That's a pretty good, uh, it's a, a Titanic South American clash. It is, if you will. It will, uh, yeah. So, I mean, so are you going to go for you? You're going for Minnesota. Are you going to go for? I'm. I think I will also go with you with that. What, oh wow! What about the Columbus Revs game? I think I'm going with the Revs, but I can't tell you necessarily why. I just think Hill will have that bit too much class. It feels silly to both pick the same outcomes for both. I know, but it also feels rather unscientific to just pick the team that you didn't pick. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of a conundrum. Uh, I, I think I will go with uh, Columbus just to, just to offer a different yeah. different opinion. Fair. I don't know that I have a particularly good reason for doing so other than that. <laughs> other than, you know, the crew's such a such a classic, uh, classic MLS team. I, I really rate Zardes. I think that they might just have a little bit too much, but I'm happy to be proved very wrong, and I'm excited to watch uh, the games this evening, right? Eight, I think it's eight o'clock hours. Yeah, eight, so, eight p.m. Goodness, so, Tony, what is it for you? <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I won't be watching it live. I will say because I'll have to get up for work the next day. But I'll certainly watch the highlights when I get free time at either work or at home, which is very rarely. Um, so yeah, then the next one is the eighth, which is Tuesday, right? Um, yes. So um, yeah. yeah. And then uh, in bet- in, it, also an unsociable hour for you, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, the uh, the final takes place on the thirteenth, so that'll be next Sunday. Yes. But in between that, there's a USA game, is there not? Uh yeah. There, that was the squad we were just yeah. discussing. So, do they play Slovenia? Um, I'm just. Uh, they've got El Salvador on the ninth. Um, uh, El Salvador. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. El, El Salvador, Salvador on the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, so I'm sure that it's the very coaches odd. who are putting together their <laughs> squads are not desperately thrilled that they're going to be losing people but, to an international game, and then put also, I mean, as we've seen in Europe with international games, with international travel comes COVID. Yes, um, and then you lose a few extra players, which is a bit, you know, a bit frustrating, but. MLS has done a far better job than I don't know if you saw the other day, but the the Denver Broncos had to play in uh, uh, wide receiver at quarterback, which I know American football is not your thing, but imagine basically putting a forward in goal, mm. except that somehow goalie is also the now the most important position on the field. That doesn't sound particularly helpful. Uh, it was not. They completed one pass well, of nine. Two went to the opposition. So. That's pretty terrible. <laughs> That's not you so good. You may not like American football very much, but it's not great. No. Uh, but it's better. It's about on a par with that penalty shootout shambles. To be totally honest with you. Fair enough. Um, perhaps slight... I mean, I watched I watched that game and it, it was a disaster because when you don't have a quarterback, it'd be a disaster. Yeah. But I think the penalty shootout was a collection of more errors in one, like one chunk, if you like. I get it. So, yeah. So, I well, I think for this episode, that'll be... Uh... That, that's kind of it. That's what we needed to talk about. I think. Yeah, I'm... so I think what we should do next time out, yeah. I think we'll probably not be able to get together before the final. Probably so not. Maybe no. a cheeky final preview yeah. and then record the second half of the episode post game yeah. and chat about it post game. And then we, we're going to need to fill a few months while we wait for the new season. Well, I think, I think so. what we could do is uh, 
potentially uh, look at different. Like we we maybe focus on the Eastern Conference and look at the the strongest teams for for next year and see who's going to come back strong, and then do the same with the West. Um, yeah, and I think we could also look at some of the things that are very unique to MLS. That I think that's yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. People like, maybe not so familiar with if they're not familiar with MLS, like the draft and stuff. I know that so, there was a couple of people on the Twitter had said we need a draft for idiots episode. Um, that, and well, two, we are two idiots, idiots so we can talk about the yeah, draft. <laughs> two idiots presenting drafting. It'd be like draft one or one, I guess, um, that sort of thing. But we, we'll certainly come up with some of those ideas and get some more episodes out in the coming weeks. But it's, yeah. again, enjoyable to chat with you, my yeah, friend. Mate, always great to talk to you. And uh, Looking forward to these games. And indeed. Uh, I will catch you next weekend before the final. Certainly will do. We'll speak very soon. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye.